There's a lot happening. Poor Henry. Break, draft, trade. Ranking rookies and sophomores together with the assumptions of 12-team Superflex PPR. Rookies and sophomores. Still rookies and sophomores or? Henry! Hello. Did you move back to college? Hmm. Henry, no swiping right in the middle of a pod. Hmm. New roommate <laughs> says he's bringing a friend back and they might do karaoke. <laughs> oh! Hmm. Great for the pod. <laughs> yes. Who does karaoke with one other person? No idea. Okay, so we're gonna have to make sure there's ground rules with new uh, roommate. Uh, no karaoke during recording. <laughs> Especially if there's only one other person. He just wants to sing with a friend. Who, who sings with a friend? <laughs> if they do like Total Eclipse of the Heart, then like maybe we could listen to that. Break, Yes, I become unavailable. Total eclipse. Yeah. Total eclipse of the heart, sir. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's get started. What do you say? Yeah, well, we're going to turn around. <laughs> and I can't even wait to hear about this new roommate. Like, yeah. <laughs> all two of them? You're going to join all two of them for karaoke? Wait, how did you find this roommate? So I called this apartment complex. I was like, hey, uh, you, got any, you got any rooms? They're like, yeah, no, sorry, we're all booked. And I was like, oh, all right, well, it's just me, you know, whatever. If you have, she's like, wait, so you want to rent a solo room? And I'm like, yeah, I don't mind having a roommate. You know, it's cheaper, whatever. And she's like, oh, well, did you have a roommate? And I was like, no, but I'm willing to take a roommate. Like, if you have, whatever. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we have a guy that's wanting to sublease. And so I'm subleasing from someone. So... This whole process, but but loves karaoke apparently, and is looking for a roommate and can't find one himself. I do know karaoke means empty orchestra in Japanese. I want to say, what's that sort of translates to? So he's doing empty orchestra with a friend. What does that even mean? <laughs> is that like a sexual thing? They're gonna show up with band instruments, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this all wrong and really he's telling you that he's getting it on tonight i don't know yeah we're doing the karaoke <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right well shall we get this party started this is an awesome pre-show yeah let's get this started before the party gets started <laughs> before it ends yeah i feel like the party got started but let's go ahead and make it official yeah it's on its way over <laughs> getting a little intro by myself here yo 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 henry's back by himself baby Let's get it. Gina's gonna turn her TV down. Iowa doesn't see me here. We got the Chad Greenway, the CJ Beathard, the Iowa, the Bob Sanders. What did you say, Henry? She joined a fantasy football league the other day, and I was like, oh boy, here we go. We're getting the fam into it now. Oh no, she was like, are you gonna tell him I joined a fantasy football league? I was like, maybe. <laughs> oh, how bad is it? It's actually, it's not terrible, although I will tell you. <laughs> She drafted a defense in the sixth round. <laughs> uh, they were good. Yeah, that was bad. What defense no, was no, it? Dallas. It wasn't even like, <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh my God. We're putting it in with this class and we're loosely snaking. That's all I heard. Mm. Yeah. Karaoke time. Karaoke time. <laughs> Total eclipse of the heart. Oh yeah. Mm. You're going to tinkle the ivory. Tinkle the ivory. That sounds not right. That's what they call it. Playing the piano is tinkling the ivory. The keys are made out of ivory. I'm, I'm sure they call it that. I promise. <laughs> Yo, I want to do one karaoke with my one friend. It's soon to be oh. three, as 
Yeah. As soon as Henry logs off of this pod. Henry's getting in on that. The clock starts. Welcome back to the Rank Draft Trade Podcast. Thank you for tuning in week after week and listening to our crazy adventures. Today, we are talking about rookies and sophomores. So our fantasy brains have come up with another brilliant plan to give me high anxiety in a (laughs) rookie sophomore draft. I've never done this and I was a little uncomfortable because I've never drafted this way. So we're ranking rookies and sophomores together with the assumption of a 12 team PPR format. Super flex. Super flex. Super flex. Super flex. (laughs) It's super flexy. All right, so let's get started by introducing our fantasy brains. We haven't done the Papa Bear song in a while, so they like to call him Big Papa. Mike, say hello to your fans. Hello, it's nice to have that back. (laughs) I know he loves when I do that, which is me being totally sarcastic. I like like anything fun. (laughs) All right. And of course, Mr. Henry St. Clair, which we have put him in a bind. He just moved into his apartment, but he was kind enough to get all of his stuff ready for us to do this pod like a trooper. We don't have Clark Kent today, but we do have Superman. Henry St. Clair, say hello to your friends. Hello to my friends and my I enemies. Said friends. We threw his mom out. I meant- where did that even come from? That was weird and creepy. Fans. Uh, you know how it is. Friends, fans, family, same thing, really. Yeah, only friends. Yeah. You make sure your friends listen and your enemies listen closer. Can't or something give my like mom that. to listen half the no. time. I'm like, Mom, Aww. Mom, it's on Spotify. She's like, yeah, she'll know where to find it. I'm like, Mom, it's right there. You just click download, like, follow, everything, you know. She's like, yeah, it's too, too confusing. Like, right, give me your phone. Be like, Mom, we shouted you out two episodes ago. Please listen. Yeah. Henry, we are not going to say anything bad about your mom. The woman is trying to hook you up with hot chicks at the pool. (laughs) We love your mom. Yeah, the T.E. We love your mom. The T.E. Pete Wool Party definitely was a success. It's confusing. Another one of those things, just, just don't think too hard about it. Yeah. If you get if you get lucky, it could lead to karaoke. <laughs> yeah, I hear that's an empty yeah. orchestra. Yeah. Bring the band home. <laughs> the whole band. And last but not least, we have, when he first signed on today, he had the full-on black shirt and man bun going on. <laughs> Mr. Nick James was looking very bougie. And big. He's toned it down a little for this podcast. <laughs> Mm. Nick, say hello to your friends. Friends, say hello to your friends. Why am I doing hello, that? Mike and Henry. Hello, your friends. Hello, friends, and hello, listeners as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. If you're even still listening to this pod, which has just become really weird and creepy, swipe right. <laughs> swipe right. That's what Henry's doing right now. Yeah, I think Henry is swiping right as yeah. we're uh, as we're recording. But Let's get ready for some karaoke. Yes. Let's just get into this uncomfortable, anxiety-filled draft that they loved, I hated. I'm not used to drafting just rookies and sophomores, so it was just different for me. It felt weird. I loved it. But, oh, Uh, look at Henry uh, swiping right. uh, Swipe, it's a match. (laughs) (laughs) He 
everybody. Wait, Henry, what if your dream girl was in that and you're just swiping? Just swiped right on her. Worked. Worked out. Yeah, well, swipe right. Zach Wilson's mom's friend. Swipe or no swiping. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, swiped a Trojan ad. Oh, my God. All right, let's get into this draft. Nick, I'm going to let you go ahead and explain what the hell is going on here. So kind of similar to our previous ones, we have just us four wrapping it around in a snake draft as we select these players, basically as they are ranked loosely. This isn't like we're building a team. It's more just going down the list of most valuable to least valuable. We're basically getting like a redo of last year and putting it in with this class, drafting the rookies and the sophomores. All right. Well, we've got clairvoyance, Mr. Henry St. Clair going first. I'm going second. Mike, Mr. They like to call him Big Papa. He goes third, and Iowa in the NFL. Nick James going fourth. Boop, boop. Should we start it off, Henry? Get to the chase. <laughs> Ba-bum, Chang. The first pick here, I went Jamar Chase. The simple reason is he has the most receiving yards by a rookie in NFL history. He's either the best dynasty wide receiver or number two for 99% of people. Uh, the shelf life is going to be longer to me than... Najee Harris, who is a little older as a running back. A little. And he's tied with a great quarterback that he had collegiate success with. I just don't see any way that uh, Jamar Chase busts as a player. And he has top 12 upside every year. Do you guys each want to take a turn talking about Jamar Chase, or are we just going to roll through? Roll. Just roll through. I disagree. (laughs) No, I don't. Wrong. (laughs) Next. (laughs) I will say that I, I agree for now. I think that changes by the end of the season. Possible. All right, so we're all in agreement. Okay, well, moving right along, I am next. And despite allegedly eating too many hamburgers in the off season, I went Najee Harris. Cancel. <laughs> <laughs> His age doesn't scare me a whole lot. He was uh, pretty beastly last year, and I think we'll continue to be a strong running back out there for Pittsburgh, so I went Najee Harris. He's almost as old as Burrow. Listen, you're only as old as you feel, okay? Okay. As the oldest one on this pod, I'm going to stick up for his age. (laughs) Maybe he feels like he's 18. (laughs) It does appear that Jalen Warren has stolen the RB2 job behind Najee Harris stolen from Benny Snail. So if you're still hanging on to the snail, you're welcome to say, get out of here, snail, because Jalen Warren, a league that rosters 300 players, are you picking up Jalen Warren? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if I have the space. Seems like it makes sense. A high-volume RB's chance of them getting dang seems pretty good. You want that backup if it's clear. Maybe it isn't actually clear. It's still kind of a long shot, but like Najee Harris rolls his ankle next week. He's James Robinson this season. It also could be camp talk. Benny still has been injured on and off a bit this offseason. It's kind of like what's happening to Christian Watson, where they're just kind of losing value and not getting the opportunity to play well because they're they're hurt and they're not playing. Somebody has to slot in. If somebody's not there that day, somebody has to play that role. Obviously, they're going to talk up and hype up any guy who's going to be taking that role in practice and everything because you're always going to hype up your own guys. If I have the room and, and I'm not over and I have somebody I'm willing to cut, absolutely, I'll be you know in on putting a waiver claim on for it, but I, I'm 
not out on Benny Snell being the number two there. You know, I'm not going to be completely out on the guy in a deep league just because, well, he's not there today. Were any of you still holding on to Benny Snell? I am. I have been. Uh, he's been a late, more of like a waiver wire add-on for me. and not, not even a guy I was taking in the fifth round in uh, combined rookie drafts. Definitely a guy I was putting in waiver claims in for, especially in my deeper leagues. Uh, just on the potential that Najee gets hurt and he is the two. Okay. For context, your deeper leagues are mega deep. Oh, yeah. Like 400 and some players. Oh, definitely. I, th- I want to say he's only rostered in like 30-some percent of leagues. At least that was before this Warren news, who he's probably passed him at this point. Yeah, Benny Snell was a, that's a super long dart throw, 360 between the legs from a million miles away or whatever Henry said that other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 360 YY no scoop? No scope. Shock charge cancel. Silent shot. <laughs> Big Papa, you're up. I may be a little early on this, but I went with Trey Lance. Never wrong. <laughs> Never wrong. <laughs> sometimes early. Yeah, so, sometimes early, but yeah. Never wrong. Never wrong. No, I went with Trey Lance here. I think he has the potential to uh, move up two slots in this limited format we have going on right here by the end of season. I think he definitely, by the end of year, overtakes where Dak is being taken in current startups. The rushing upside, the stack team, the great coaching staff, the heavy investment in him, just all points of good things happening. The limited amount we saw him last year, he was putting up solid points. You have Debo, you have AU, Kittle, great rushing attack, plus him with his legs. I think he puts up a ton of points this year. It's possible, and I think it's likely, that he overtakes even where Chase is going in startups by the end of the season. So, yeah, I'd rather be a little early on, you know, taking him over like Javante and other guys. I'm in on Lance this year. As a known Zach Wilson pundit, very angering during the 2021 draft, knowing the Jets were going to take him at two, when the Niners basically came out and said, if Wilson were there at three, it would be 100% no-brainer, Wilson. Because imagine if Lance were on the Jets and Zach Wilson were on the Niners. Like, Lance, no one would want Trey Lance, and everyone would want Zach Wilson. Like, just the craziness of what it has probably already done to their careers. Their positions could totally be swapped right now, if that were the case. Yeah. Yeah. Situation matters. Does. You know, everyone's like, oh, yeah, just look for talent. Don't worry about situation. But, like, man, Mm -hmm. the Niners, that whole organization, that coaching staff, that team, and you put a quarterback with rushing upside, like the receiving targets, it's just, it's wonderful. It is weird. It's, like, with running backs and even wide receivers, we've seen situation not really seem to matter, right? Like, people are like, oh, let's take Clyde over Jonathan Taylor because we want the Chiefs running back or whatever. And that winds up not working because a running back, talent wins out. When you're a quarterback, system wins out. Like, Tom Brady would not have been Tom Brady if he weren't in the Patriots for all those years. I'd even argue that even for running back, system can win out. I mean, if we were talking about the Chiefs like 15 years ago when their offensive line was just absolutely fantastic and you could throw Priest Holmes, Larry Johnson, Jamar Charles, it didn't matter who they put on the field there. They were getting a huge rushing season. That's not what the Chiefs are nowadays. They're not like this this offensive like run-blocking powerhouse, you know, running the ball down people's throats with any running back they have. That's not what it is. It's all centered around Patrick Mahomes and getting the ball on the field and like him moving around 
out of the pocket. It's not like that anymore. Any running back for the Steelers, like starting for the Steelers, is going to put up solid points. That's what they do. They, they're a rushing attack. They're going to run the ball down people's throats. So like Najee going to the Steelers, obviously that was fantastic. Najee going to like the Texans, would that have been a great, as great? Probably not. No. Najee probably wouldn't be where he is now. Definitely. I agree with you there. Oh, the Chiefs, yeah, like five years ago with Kareem Hunt even, but since it's gone to Patrick Mahomes, we have not seen it be the same thing. No. But I think with quarterbacks, it's fair to say, right? Like, if you threw Mac Jones on the Jets, he might just be dead in the water. But if you throw Justin Fields on the Niners, maybe he's where Lance is. And if you throw Lance on the Bears, maybe he's where Fields is. So that's something to kind of keep in mind going forward into future quarterback classes is you may love a prospect, but if he lands in a spot where he's just going to get destroyed, then he might just get destroyed. Yeah, I completely agree <laughs> with you there. I mean, that's like where I'm at with Pickett. That's why I love Pickett so much is going to the Steelers. Great coaching staff, great offensive scheme, everything. It's just any quarterback that you're going to put there is going to fit a mold really well, especially with a strong rushing attack to start. Pickett was picked here in a couple rounds after uh, Mike here selected Javante Williams and Brees Hall. Definitely sniped on Lance. Wanted to pick fourth because I thought I could get Lance there, <sighs> but you know Mike surprised me taking Lance there. So Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon saying, hey, it's Javante Williams backfield. And Gordon got hurt recently, right? Well, he's back now, though. Right. But there's definitely an argument to be made. Maybe it's just because he's been around there more, and it's still going to be it's kind of a split, but Melvin Gordon's no spring chicken. Mm-hmm. I believe he's 29 years old without looking yeah. here, but Javante Williams there with Russ. Oh, man. That could be pretty sweet. And then with uh, Brees Hall, even with recent injury thing with Zach Wilson that I'm sure we'll get to here shortly, like him more than who would be next for me, which is taking a stab at one of last year's QBs outside of Lance, or maybe Travis Etienne, who went next, and that's just partially because James Robinson's going to be there week one. If it's kind of a split, I'm still absolutely love Etienne, but if I'm splitting the ties, I'm more worried about probably James Robinson than Michael Carter, and I like Brees Hall probably more than Etienne. Yeah, I think the Mackay Beckton injury might be even more impactful to Brees than the Zach Wilson injury, just because in one sense, Zach Wilson might only be out a couple weeks, so it's not that impactful, but also a left tackle. You typically think of a left tackle as a pass protector, but Mackay Beckton being 6'8", 360, he's a road grader as well. He's not just protecting the blind side of the quarterback, so we'll see how good that Jets rushing uh, attack is. I, I think the rushing system is very good. We even saw like Ty Johnson and Tevin Coleman produce last year. I mean, I followed up Reese with uh, Travis Etienne. Probably could have taken who Gina took next, but I have them pretty equal. I really love the PPR upside on that offense without Urban Meyer on the team. At this point, I also wasn't 100% confident James Robinson would be back week one, but at the same time, the PPR upside and the running back scarcity, I'd go with ETN here. I think it. I think this year he could probably do a lot of what people hope Eckler will still do this year, even with his outlier of touchdowns last year. For me, it's kind of like a tier break with Javante Williams and Brees, and then I have ETN, T-Law, Fields, all pretty close after that. So I like the ETN pick. If I wasn't going quarterback there, that would definitely be the other selection. I think this is the cheapest we'll ever be able to get Trevor Lawrence again. It's definitely possible. I think he kind of puts it together this year, and I don't think we're going to be able to get him in our third round of startups anymore. Well, I sure hope you're right, because he's my pick. 
I'm going with the sophomore Mr. 6'6", Trevor Lawrence with the fabulous hair. Hmm. Not just because I'm the host of a podcast with three guys with fabulous hair. He fits in. He's a he's definitely, yeah, he definitely fits in with us for sure. Mm-hmm. I do think that, as Mike mentioned, Trevor puts it all together this year and uh, has a much more successful year this season. I guess that remains to be seen, but... He's got a he's got the million multi million dollar Christian Kirk to throw to, so you know, moving on up. Yeah, and he's back at practice. Whatever it was, it wasn't serious. It's lower body, I think ankle, if I remember correctly. But he might not have the greatest of weapons, but I think his best weapon probably is Travis Etienne, which just makes me even more excited for Travis Etienne, even if they suck. The fact that his claim to fame is receiving skills. If you're losing the whole time, well. Now is your opportunity. I have liked where Mike's brought up a bunch of points previously that signal that if Trevor Lawrence does well this year, he's going to be an earlier pick next year. I mean, like, if he doesn't do well, he's going to fall, but he has that opportunity where if he can show out this year and with a non-Urban Meyer coach, he can uh, become an urbanless legend. Yeah, like, this is the point, like, I mean, if you were saying, this is not a startup, but if you were taking him in, like, an actual startup, that's the point where your third-round pick actually has upside to go, to go higher than that. To, your, to a second round pick or a first round pick rather than taking a guy like Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, where they're never going to be higher than where they are now. You know, that actually has the upside to grow and actually increase in value. And that's what I look for a lot in startups when I'm when I'm making my picks. That's why you won't see me take a lot of the older running backs. A lot of the quarterbacks that are kind of starting to hit towards the 30s range. I love the Lawrence pick here. Why, thank you, Mike. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> On to Henry. Rookie sophomore draft and Purdue Snake, so I go back to back here. So Ken Walker and Kyle Pitts. We did talk about some interesting things there with ETN. Don't rehash too much that we just talked about, but James Robinson coming off a torn Achilles, ETN coming off a torn list Frank ligament. Um, We have seen both of those have some re-injury concerns. It sounds like right now James Robinson is the RB1, but it's like it's a new coaching staff. Whoever plays better will probably get the job, and that's probably just a nod to him being the slight veteran, I guess. Ken Walker is in a similar situation in my mind where he's like the RB2 wink nod everyone knows that he's going to be the RB1 right it's like Rashad Penny kind of limped back to Seattle after getting no other offers and is already kind of getting hurt in camp and they took Ken Walker pretty high and they're loving him in preseason they're just like you know we'd love to see Ken Walker play on all three downs we think he can it's like but Rashad's the starter (laughs) you remember JT's rookie year where Jordan Wilkins was the thing for the whole year Jordan Wilkins was the starter. Well, it was going to be Marlon Mack, right? And then he tore his Achilles. Yeah. I love the Walker pick there. I love how everybody has just gotten down on him. I love it, too. They're like, oh, he can't catch passes. Like, he can catch some swing passes, some short routes. Like, that's something he can do. How are we getting fooled by Rashad Penny actually being a starter and playing in football games? Like, how are we... How is that still a thing? It's been so many years where it's like, oh, Rashad Penny, he's going to be a thing. He's never going to be a thing. You know, maybe a four-week stretch at most. Then we'll see Ken Walker in there. I've seen him dropping into the fifth and sixth round of startups. I mean, it's getting to the point where some of the some of our ranks and some of our players where I'm getting four or five of my top 12 running backs <laughs> in, a, in a startup draft without making a trade. That's crazy. If it wasn't Mike here with the third pick, you might have been able to let Ken Walker fall all the way back to you if it was like random people, an actual draft. Mm-hmm. But especially with this pool, Ken Walker is a, a couple tiers above like James Cook and Elijah Mitchell for me. Yeah. It's a big 
big fall off between there. So it's where you, you kind of want to draw that line. I am noticeably just lower as far as overall value, even though the ranking might not suggest it as, as far as how many players with Ken Walker, but I can't hate it. I understand the questions. My point is, is that we have two years classes here mm -hmm. and we have five running backs in the first eight picks. Yeah. And then five in the first like 20 or whatever that is mm -hmm. as well. Underlines the narrative that you want to get your stud RBs in the tops of your rookie drafts. Yep. Because here we are, you know, this year and then obviously after last year and they're the five most valuable players out of two classes combined. Uh, five of eight. So uh, that's the emphasis on younger running backs because they're worth the most, especially while they're younger. Yeah, and some people will say, you know, oh, well, it's like total projection. I mean, all rookies are. I understand the concerns about Ken Walker, right? It's why people are discounting DK Metcalf right now. It's Seattle sucks, and they don't have a quarterback, and Pete Carroll's getting really old and he might retire and it might be a regime change. I understand it, but Najee might be going through some growing pains with a new quarterback this year, maybe transitioning to a rookie. You know, no one's got the perfect situation. He won the award for the best uh, running back last year, the Paul Hornung Award, if I'm not. That might be the most versatile player. Uh, I forget what, might be the Herschel Walker Award, best running back in college. We're in like a 4-3-8 at the Combine, only beaten by Asai Pacheco of the Chiefs, and I believe he'll be the bell cow for a team that wants to run the ball a lot. So then uh, number nine, I followed it up with Kyle Pitts over the rest of the sophomore quarterbacks and a couple other wide receivers. You know, maybe a bit high for some of us on the call and definitely a lot low for some listeners. Yeah, he's one of those where it's a unicorn, so you get just to put whatever price tag you want on a unicorn. Mm -hmm. And you can argue that it might be worth it because it is a unicorn. Like how our hostess isn't valuable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> just waiting for it. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad that you recognize that. <laughs> Wait, this is my moment. I mean, we didn't really say whether this was tight end premium or not tight end premium. I assume non-tight end premium. I assume non as well. Yeah. For me, he would have still fallen another little round or two in our four-person draft here, but I have no problem with it. This, like Henry said, you get different people in this draft, and Pitts is going to be the third player off the board. Yeah, or even second. Mm -hmm. I think I might have assumed it was half-point tight end premium, which you guys call tight end premium. <laughs> yeah, it's 1.5 mm -hmm. times what for the regular PPR is this standard. Sure. Well, half point tight end premium or not, I think I probably still would have taken Noble's next pick over Pitts. Ooh. Well, that pick would be Justin Fields. I'm taking the Fields. <laughs> so I think uh, Chicago is hoping that they finally have a quarterback to bring them to victory with Justin Fields. Yeah, they added a lot to that team for him uh, going into his second year as a full-time starter. Vilas Jones, six punt returners, three kick returners, no offensive line. Byron Pringle. <laughs> oh yeah, Byron Pringle. My other wafer wire fodder that'll probably end up getting cut at some point. But he is a great route runner, according to Claire. This was a team that had a horrible offense last year. It didn't matter who was throwing the ball. And then you have, like, your early sophomore quarterback, early pick sophomore quarterback coming in. And, like, you think, like, hey, let's uh, get a new coaching staff. Let's build a team around him. And, and we had Felix Jones. 
the 25-year-old Ricky wide receiver from Tennessee. <laughs> He's older than Burrow. We have Darrinson Evans, Byron Pringle. We lost Allen Robinson. So not a fan, Mike? Tristan Ebner. If there was ever a situation for a sophomore quarterback to fail, this would be it. I, I love the upside of Justin Fields, and I understand a pick there. Or the Jets. And I probably would have made the same pick here. Browns. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he is the, the sophomore quarterback that stands to lose the most amount of value by next season. Like, this could absolutely, like, darnold him. Darnold. Yeah, and his new coaching staff this year, it could just wind up being, like, not their guy. Yeah. And it seems like they brought in the coaching staff. Like, they were interviewing coaches, and they're like, hey, do you guys like Justin Fields? Are you going to build around Justin Fields? And hopefully that's what happened. But there's a world where it just doesn't work. And then there's also the world where, like, I don't see it happening. But, like, the team just does absolutely horrible. And they're like, hey, let's bring in another coaching staff. And then we have a third-year quarterback going on to his third coaching staff in three years. Mm. And he's never been given a shot to actually do anything. The offense isn't moving the ball. He's got no weapons. And he just doesn't develop. And now we're three years of absolute crap football with this guy. And he's just going to end up tanking in rankings. So if you're a Chicago fan right now, this is the good news. Probably typical (laughs) Chicago fan stuff going on right now. Yeah. They're used to this. They're They're absolutely used to this. Nick, go ahead. What were you going to say? Venus Jones did have a spicy kick return that got Ooh. him popular on Twitter for like a couple Ooh. hours at least. Nice. He's a kick returner too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's super fast. I mean, like that's his, that's his claim to fame. That's what gets wide receivers overdrafted in the NFL draft. You know, you're super fast, Jalen Rager. Well, welcome to the Eagles, you know. Too bad, Will. Exactly. All right, moving on to... They like to call it Big I followed up the uh, the Fields pick, which I probably would have made in the same spot there. I, I didn't mean to like say bad things about your pick. I'm right there with you. Where it's just right now. risk, high reward for sure. I think there's like a, a really big likelihood that he just falls. I mean, I have a decent amount of Fields, so that's going to affect me too. Um, I went up with uh, Jalen Waddle next. I think if Tyree Kill were not traded to the Dolphins, he would be a little bit higher right now. He had a fantastic rookie season, completely overshadowed by Jamar Chase. At this point in startups and drafts, he's becoming a value as a sophomore receiver who had a fantastic rookie year, unlike Jamar Chase, who's being taken probably too early come this time next year. I think between him and Hill, like you do, like uh, everyone thinks like a fast receiver just needs to run fly routes like we're playing Madden 2003 with Michael Vick, and you just need to outrun the cornerback. No, they, they get open. They're great at the short game. I think that the two of them on the same team with Tua being as accurate as he is can, can be fantastic. How do- how does Hill affect Waddle this year? Do you think? I think he overlaps a lot of the similar things. They do a lot of the sim- a lot of the same things. They're both fast receivers. They're both probably going to be playing a lot of the short game with Tua. I think if you're opening up that passing game more, I think Waddle's the one who's going to get more open. Uh, Hill's going to be a bigger threat right now until he gets older. You think they'll they'll cover him more than Waddle? Yeah, it, not not necessarily cover more, but like your best player is probably going to be covered. Hill, your second best player, probably going to be covering Waddle, as opposed to last year, which you know Waddle was the most covered receiver on that team. I mean, it's not like you know they had like what Preston Williams or something on the field at that time. So it was there wasn't a lot going on there, and he was still catching passes. Now you add in Tyree Kill, that probably opens the game more for.
for Jalen Waddle. There's definitely two camps as far as who's the wide receiver one for Miami. Is it Jalen Waddle? Is it Tyreek Hill? And I think it's going to vary week to week. You can't double team both of them, and they're both going to absorb a whole ton of targets, a whole ton of catches. I think they're both going to be valuable for fantasy. Now, Waddle, obviously much younger. This is after an impressive rookie season. It looks like a great trajectory for the player. Tyree Kill past the point of the end of your apex. Worried about all if he does some kind of an injury that slows him down a little bit. How fast does he fall off? It could be all at once. I still like both of them for this year especially. Definitely Waddle more for the future. And Mike, the noted running back order in the initial rounds of drafts, which I am as well, I would take Waddle where you took Waddle there. I prefer him to even the quarterbacks and whatnot to go afterwards. I mean, even right now, like, if Pill wasn't signed to the Dolphins, I mean, wasn't traded to the Dolphins, I would probably have no shot at getting Waddle, but right now, because of that, and, and Tyreek Hill is not going to be a guy with his speed and his size who's going to be super relevant in the early rounds for several years. That's not going to happen. Don't see him being as productive in two years than he is now. He's getting to that point in age. Yeah, I absolutely love him for this year. Even on the, I mean, on the Chiefs, he was the number one wide receiver, and who was behind him? Like, Michael Hardman. Like, it's not like he had a ton of target competition from the wide receivers there. So he'll still put up a great year this year, but I think in the long run, I'd rather Waddle. And I love the value right now with the Hill trade where Waddle is falling to the point where I start to take wide receivers. Yep, and this is the point where I'm either taking my mid-range QB2 or taking probably my first wide receiver off the board. I did one of each with my picks on the turn here, selecting Mac Jones and Rashad Bateman. I would prefer Waddle to Bateman, even though I mean, Bateman probably has more clear role there. It's just that, you know, Waddle's already done it and been healthy while doing it, but it's close. Like, these are two wide receivers where Waddle one I usually don't get just based on ADP, but Bateman who I get pretty frequently having him here. And then Mac Jones, that's picking him above Zach Wilson, which, you know, before Zach Wilson's injury thing here, it would have been more difficult for me to decide between the two, but with that being the case, I'll, I'll fade him just a little bit here, pick one of my favorite wide receivers, and then Mac Jones, which he could be a ticking time bomb of mediocrity, but at least he's been somewhat efficient while doing it and hasn't really had weapons. It's not as bad as it is for Fields. Still don't have weapons. Yeah, well, it, he could, it could be Fields, and instead, he has Tyquan Thornton over George Pickens. I, I mean, is it really, like... <laughs> better than Fields. Uh, Devontae Parker could potentially be his wide receiver one, and he would have been the three or four in Miami at this point this year. It's another sophomore quarterback who's just like, they're like, yeah, yeah, no, we're not going to give him anything. Let's draft like five more running backs this year and hope one of them hits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess he doesn't have any St. Browns to throw to. No. Ray of sunshine. He needs a ray of sunshine. Something to equal it out. Like Fields is Equinemius. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he has Equinemius. That that was the joke. Uh, what a bummer. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. Speaking of wah, bummers, wah, wah. on to Papa's next pick. <laughs> I went with Zach Wilson here. I love the upside of Wilson, similar to Lance. Yeah, he got hurt. He was out indefinitely, out for the year as of on Twitter during the preseason game, and it's looking like he'll probably yeah. be there week one Torn or two. ACL. Torn ACL, definitely by Twitter Career doctors. Over. Career over. <laughs> he was like, oh, he tore his ACL. He's going to be a, a, another third year Jets quarterback going in with nothing to show for it and yep. we're, we're looking like a minor cleanup and he'll be ready early in the season. Yeah, He's not ruled out for week 
one yet. No, he's not rolled out yet. He's out indefinitely right now, though, which is really scary for some people. <laughs> True. Flacco's on fire. <laughs> Looking elite in practice. <laughs> as far as the sophomore quarterbacks, though, let's see. Uh, Lawrence got, what, Christian Kirk. Fields got Velas Jones. Mac Jones got Devontae Parker. Zach Wilson got Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. Garrett Wilson. Like, that's yeah. that's fantastic. That's, that's a way to... Hey, listen, I just drafted him. He's going to be amazing. I hope so. <laughs> they make a big deal about the Mackay Becton thing. But did you see what they did after that happened? They signed somebody. They signed Dwayne Brown to a two-year $22 million deal. They went out and got the best left tackle money he could buy. And they have Elijah Vera Tucker. Do they still have Connor McGovern? I don't know if they upgraded there. They've been retooling this offense. you got to figure it's getting better year over year because they can't get worse, right? At the very worst is a lateral move. And Wilson, hopefully, is just getting more used to it. I mean, I debated Zach Wilson over Pitts, but I've always been the highest on him. This was done pre-injury. The injury was definitely scary, like you said. Mm-hmm. All right, Gina, what's the next picket? Well, <laughs> I see what you did there. Pick on the docket, picket. Well, because clearly I'm the one hoarding quarterbacks in this draft. Um, I wanted the Najee picket stack. <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> Um, I went with Kenny Pickett. <laughs> I'm going with Pittsburgh's future, Kenny Pickett, because I want all the quarterbacks. Give them all to me. I love the Pickett Pickett there. Yeah. I was picking Pickett. Yep, hoarding them all. <laughs> it's definitely a debate whether you pick him with the next three rookie wide receivers. He's kind of like mixed in there, depending on what your opinion is. But most of the offseason, I was taking Pickett there above the wide receivers, splitting kind of with London. At this point, I'd probably take London over Pickett. And then it's more like a split with Traylon Burks for me. But really, those three there are really close for me. Well, I was continuing with the quarterback trend. I'm still taking Pickett over. I mean, I know it was only a preseason game, but the energy the Pittsburgh offense had and the fans had was Pickett going on the field over Trubisky and... Pittsburgh offense. Yeah, yeah, Hicksburg. (laughs) Pittsburgh. Oh my God, it's going to be their new tagline. Yeah, That's going to be the future of that team there. And with the coaching staff and the system, I'm very excited for any quarterback that was going to be drafted there. And I think also that it's going to be sooner rather than later that he ends up taking over there. I really don't think Trubisky's going to end up cutting it. That's another like weird one looking back, right? Dave Damashek used to do this awesome thing. I it, it was like when I was 12 years old, right? And I'm, I'm a spring chicken, so this wasn't that long ago. Was like, Which was only <laughs> three years ago if you're listening. <laughs> Which was like yesterday. <laughs> Last week. No. But he would do this segment called the NFL, right? And it was like, what if the Chargers drafted Eli Manning instead of Philip Rivers or something like that? You know, the Steelers came out and said if Pickett was gone by pick 24, they were picking Desmond Ritter in the first round. Like, imagine how high Desmond Ritter would be going in rookie draft and where Pickett would be going if Carolina or somebody took him. Mm. It's like, I'd feel a lot worse about Pickett and I'd feel a lot better about Ritter. But it's just mm-hmm. one of those things, you know? We didn't, none of us loved Pickett pre-draft. We can't pretend like we did. Mm-hmm. But the draft capital in the landing spot, you know, he can make it work in that system. Those weapons, yeah. too. Not the biggest fan of Ritter. Just the fact that he offered any kind of rushing upside compared to none with some of the others. So. Yeah, he's shocked at the combine too. I knew he was fast. Just but. a whole QB class that's that wasn't very exciting. Like we're gonna draft five different quarterbacks from last year before we get to our second rookie from this year. Our first even, right? Kenny, pick it off the board here to Noble and you're up next. Oh, I, I kind of get what you're saying. But yeah, we see five uh, sophomore QBs before we see the first uh, rookie. Mm-hmm. And Noble's hoarding them all. Yep, she's got them all. <laughs> 
I'm sorry, guys. Hey, you snooze, you lose. <laughs> well, uh, much unlike Papa and I, and even Iowa for that matter, and Gina, I'm sure as well. <laughs> Our draft strategy typically would fade wide receivers, right? But here I go back to back, because I think this rookie class, and even last year's rookie class, once you get past those five QBs, those four running backs, and pits, it's wide receiver territory. And so I went with, uh, what was he, the 10th pick this draft? Maybe sixth or something? Drake London, top 10 pick, regardless of where he went, by the Atlanta Falcons. First wide receiver off the board, he's what, six? 6'3", 6'4", number one receiver in Atlanta, seems like no doubt. Who's the quarterback this year? Maybe Mariota, maybe Ritter. Competition is Brian Edwards, really. Is that a dog panting? Was that noise? Anyone else hear that noise? I, I have no idea. I did not hear. <laughs> no. Bark, bark. Oh, there is a dog there mm. on the OnlyFans bed. Where? Oh, no, she's sleeping. Yes. Mm, okay. Seven, okay. one of those karaoke dreams. <laughs> <laughs> She is always very well behaved during the pod. Well, if you heard it, it's because London's got that dog in him. He can go up in one of those 50 50 balls. (laughs) (laughs) That was a terrible dog impersonation. Yeah, especially when you had a real dog there. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's not even really a real dog, though. Look at that tiny little thing. We don't have to let the dog noises out. My dog, it's his 13th birthday today, and I don't think he's making it to 14, so sad news all around. Yeah, I know. Oh, man. Henry's tearjerker of the show. Yeah, Yeah. I know. Henry. It's just, uh, I don't know, one of those things. But in other uh, bad health news, I went Garrett Wilson over Traylon Burks because the offseason reports of being overweight and uh, having asthma, which, you know, players can overcome that. Maybe it won't wind up being a big thing. But for me, Garrett Wilson, slightly better draft capital. Most people had him as their wide receiver one coming out. I'll admit it. I wasn't the biggest Garrett Wilson fan coming out. I mean, I had him in my top five receivers. And the landing spot ostensibly is not as good as Tennessee, right, where he can kind of step into being the one, replace A.J. Brown, maybe he can do it. Um, I think Robert Woods might still have a year in the tank. I know Boo Hiss and Dynasty, but he could have a Thielen-type year. Uh, Coming off that ACL, a little scary. But Garrett Wilson ran like a 4-3 something, and uh, him and Olave were competing for who was the best rookie wide receiver out of Ohio State. Uh, For me, it's Garrett Wilson. Also worth noting that Garrett Wilson has no relation to Zach Wilson. And Mm. also, do you remember uh, off-season reports last Last year about a guy who couldn't catch balls and was dropping a lot of passes and you kind of took him the first pick this this draft. Yeah, and the year before that, uh, some guy was getting outplayed by Ola B.C. Johnson and then yeah. he went by B.C. Johnson and then he went by who is B.C. Johnson replaced by some other fourth rate K.J. Osborne and Amir Smith-Marzette. I don't even think he's in the NFL anymore, so. We really, I mean, even we fall you know, fall a little bit into it where we kind of like take too much into like a lot of the coach speaking the offseason talks and and it really just comes down to talent situation and then skill, how much work they're putting in. You're trying to pick up on clues because some of these prospects are separated by a hair. Hair. So you get little bits of news. It might make a guy move a couple spots, but it's because they were never divided by much to begin with. So you get these little things. It's like, there, that's how I'll decide. And then that news turns out to be not as bad. Like Twitter diagnosed Zach Wilson done for season within moments of going down. And now he's questionable for 
week one. But yeah, I like Garrett Wilson. I still believe in Traylon Burks was the number one before. I did too. I think he would have been my next wide receiver off the board here. It, like you said, just mm-hmm. splitting hairs. It's it's slim pickings. Yep, it's slim pickings before you get to slim pickings. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused <laughs> with George Pickens. <laughs> I actually have Garrett Wilson tied with Elijah Moore. Yeah, I know a lot of people love him, Elijah Moore on Twitter right now. Definitely redraft you want Elijah Moore first. I would I think, think so. But, I would think so. I mean, overall, I'm not sure it's something where one's clearly more valuable than the other. It kind of remains to be seen or could be similar. Yep, I think Garrett Wilson's going to give you more big plays, Elijah Moore, maybe more receptions and a PPR for sure. I know we always talk PPR, but if you're in half point or, God forbid, standard, I think Elijah Moore is a little less valuable. I expect him to be more PPR dependent out of the slot there. Mm-hmm. Although I have heard he's the wide receiver one. I don't know who's going to play the slot. Maybe Garrett Wilson plays the slot, Corey Davis plays outside. I think eventually Elijah Moore best settles into the slot role there. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I, I love Elijah Moore more for this year, and I think there's a potential mm-hmm. that it, it's further down, you know, down the line as well. But Garrett Wilson definitely, definitely has that skill set where he can overtake that. All right, Noble. Yeah. So to answer your question about fading wide receivers, that is typically my draft strategy. However, as the viewers may remember, I drafted in Vegas last weekend Ooh. in our live draft, which mm-hmm. we can get into at a later date. <laughs> but it was a draft unlike anything I've ever drafted before. And I had to abort anything that I've ever drafted. And I did not fade wide receivers. I ended up actually fading running backs and I went into sheer panic. I'm like, I drafted Travis Kelsey second. I went overall or round? Mm. Round. Round. Okay. 14 team. Okay. I'm looking at the board and I'm like, this isn't a team I've ever drafted before. Like, I don't know what's happening. I went Cooper Cup number one, Travis Kelsey number two. I'm like, I don't have a running back. I don't know what to do. I did take Garrett Wilson. I drafted a redraft team similar to that. I got Kelsey, and I almost went Cup over CMC, but it didn't. Yeah, I wouldn't do that either. It was an eight team, though, so I was like, I don't know what to do here. Hers was also one QB. Yeah, we were 14. Mm. 14, one QB. Mine was as well. And I picked six, and it Cooper Cup made the most sense at the sixth pick, and I'm like... Wow, he fell to six. Yeah. Fell to six, and Travis Kelsey! I mean, r- running backs in 14 teams are kind of hard. Travis Kelsey would have landed where... Do the math for me. You guys know I'm not a math person. Where if I was six, like, how do you say no to Travis Kelsey there? Said the 208. Yeah, Yeah, I felt like that was pretty good value. You know, I say no. I don't do redraft. Oh, I love redraft. I love redraft. 14 team is like anytime because we're so accustomed to 12, right? We can kind of understand the positional scarcity of 12. 14 team, I think zero RB becomes a little more interesting where it's like, you can kind of oh, luck out and get one. And then you can play like the hero tight end game where like in 14 teams, some people are going to suck at tight end. Or you can totally say screw it and try to get the, the stud RBs. But mm-hmm. it's a different ball game. I mean, in any league, you can try that zero RB thing. And it really just comes down to... You can try it. It comes down to luck and very specific things happening. Mm. Who was my James Conner? James Conner is my RB1. Ooh, that's a good RB1. Yeah, that is. For kind of. <laughs> All of your wide receivers have to hit. Your tight end has to hit. Your quarterback has to hit and the guy you're playing in the playoffs, his running backs can't hit. Yeah, I probably 
drafted the quarterback one round too late. No, you did fantastic. You got QB1, Danny Dimes. Oh, Dimes. Yeah, you love you, Danny Dimes. Oh, I mean, everybody should look at the look at the first four weeks of last year where he was just putting up absurd numbers. And now we have an actual offensive coach. And he had a little bit around him and improved the offensive line, even though Evan Neal missed a horrible block in the first preseason game. It's looking so, it's looking fantastic for him. This is the year he puts it together again. Didn't he just get neck surgery? Is that going well for him, I assume? Who? Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones. I thought I, thought I just saw something. Daniel Jones just got neck surgery. He got neck surgery last year. He got neck surgery again? I, I think like a day ago I saw a report on Daniel Jones, but that's neither here nor there. That was Glennon. Oh, well, yeah. He got, no, 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 no. He just needs it. Yeah. So when I'm feeling like I'm a little bit lacking at quarterback, I'm just going to dial up Mike and be like, I need you to talk me up about Daniel Jones. Yeah. I'll do it all day, every day. I love Daniel Jones. <laughs> and I got your other favorite. I got Tua, too. Oh, You love Tua. Tua's a better quarterback for this year, I would guess, than Daniel Jones. Now, it could turn out not to be the case. I wouldn't bet on it. Mike's like, I'll fight you, Henry. <laughs> I won't fight anybody. I am the lone wolf on this one. I am the Daniel Jones truther. I think end of season, he's a top 12 quarterback in scoring in PPR, six point or four points at passing touchdown. Well, I hope you're right. I oh, hope I you're do right. Too. So in the in the wide receiver trend, here we go. Um, I am going to take a wide receiver here. Uh, even though you know he's got the asthma issues, uh, I'm going Traylon Burks and hoping for the best. We've got Robert Woods as the wide receiver one at 30 years of age. Mm -hmm. Traylon Burks is going to come in and help that wide receiver crew out. Yeah, a guy that people should pick off waivers would be Nick Westbrook-Akine if he's mm -hmm. still there because mm -hmm. I've been skipping. there's a world where he's relevant this year. Also, Daniel Jones one day ago did reveal he went uh, underwent offseason neck surgery, apparently unrelated to the injury, unrelated to football or something. Hopefully he's okay. Yeah, he's just get a couple stitches. He's okay. Yeah, something. I'll call him tomorrow. I'll see how it's going. I like the Burks pick here, though. I love the Burks pick here. For a while, he was like the absolute. He was like the the number one wide receiver in the class, like for fantasy and dynasty rankings. And then we have a couple of things like he goes to Tennessee and he's got Tannehill quarterback, the combine. Where everyone's like, oh yeah, he's super fast. Like they just like made up in their head like what type of receiver he was, and then he wasn't that. It's like, oh well, he's not that good. Yeah, he was prime mega. Tron on Twitter for a while. I was like, I don't quite see it that way. He's that's good, like when but... people try to like will players into being something they're not, and, and that's just not that. But he is still a fantastic player, and I think we're getting him at a value at this point in the year after some of the camp reports and other news that have been going on with him. I love the pick. Definitely easier to acquire now than he was before the draft. Yes, if you had him somehow. Hundred <laughs> uh, percent. We've kind of already talked about several of these guys, and we touched on Elijah more there. Papa with a snipe of Iowa. I know Iowa would have liked him. Yeah, I mean, if we, I mean, we can go a little quicker at this point. I mean, I love Elijah Moore. We kind of talked about him already. I love him more this year than Garrett Wilson. I still think there's the upside where he's still the slot guy there, and he's getting a ton of targets, gets a ton of catches, maybe not as many touchdowns, maybe not as many long throws as Garrett Wilson there, but I'm still very high on that offense going forward. Iowa remembers my comp for Elijah Moore coming out. Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, and that's what he was on save to me. And it wasn't just like, I don't know, the uniform or something, like, or the height even. It was like the route running and the way he created separation. It was like the toe tap 
dropping footwork. I was like, this guy is shifty. And like, he plays bigger. It's like Deontay Johnson syndrome, right? Where when you think Deontay Johnson, you're like 50-50 ball winning X receiver. And you're like, he's like 5'10", 180 pounds. How is that possible? I think Elijah Moore, like like he has said, he, he could be being slept on or he could be being overhyped, but he's definitely good. Hashtag good. Yeah. Hashtag Elijah good. Moore is a good wide receiver. Another Elijah coming up here that is definitely scary to me. Yeah. Not at this value. Not at this value. No. Well, Ula Olave was my other selection as well. Ula Olave. Mm-hmm. The other Elijah. Not the other Moore, but other Elijah. And the other Ohio State wide receiver before that. Olave looks super smooth when he runs routes. There's definitely questions with once he has the ball as far as whether that's going to transfer or not. But uh, I really like Chris Olave. I had been, I liked him even more when I thought Michael Thomas might not even be healthy still. And then when he's back and he's doing things, it makes it where, okay, well, could definitely see a world where Michael Thomas is the best wide receiver on the team this year. And Olave may be second best. They've got like three slot receivers, which is bizarre. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Thomas Landry Olave. It's like, what the heck? I like him personally as far as Olave, mm-hmm. but uh, him and uh, Elijah Mitchell here, both of them not ones I'm just like super excited to make, but I definitely prefer Olave to Jameson Williams who had to transfer out of Ohio State. I mean, you can look at it that way, but Jameson Williams was a lot of people's like wide receiver one in this class, and I think he was pretty heavily faded because of the injury. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. I-, I think we're getting a a top wide receiver at a huge value out of Jamison Williams. And you're just going to have to wait a little bit on him. Then he's going to have Goff throwing to him with DJ Shark and the sun god Amon Ra. <laughs> it looks a little crowded there, but I think the talent will prevail. And maybe Goff puts it a little bit together here and we can see kind of an end of season, Jamison Williams season. And then next year when he's fully healthy, a new quarterback, hopefully. And probably no Shark. I don't think there is room for him with Amon Ra. The sun god yeah, is going to outshine yeah, him. I mean, it could, it, <laughs> Yes. There's a real yes. world where in 2023, it's a top 2023 quarterback in that super overhyped class. Mm-hmm. And Amon Ra and Jamison Williams and Hawk and Swift all on the same team and no Shark. And it's fantastic. That's a real thing that could happen. And it's not Wait, unlikely. You're saying Goff and fantastic in the same sentence? <laughs> Ooh. I did not say Goff and fantastic. I said there's a future world in 2023 where there's a top quarterback. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. Jamison Williams, Amon Ra, Hawk, oh. Swift, and okay. a solid offense. And, you know, I think we just have to wait a little bit more on Jamison Williams. He's more of a waiting game than these other wide receivers. Yep. Since, you know, if he's going to miss most of the season, if not maybe all of it, I look at him as like a draft pick. Where are you drafting him next year? Plus a roster spot. Yeah, like he's a great maybe. pick Hopefully. if you have a bad team and you're not competing and your league draft order is determined by reverse max PF. You know, you get him, you throw on your IR. Maybe you don't pick somebody up. I think you dodge some risk by not taking injured players when you can avoid it. Now, I say that by saying that Elijah Mitchell was such a great surprise last year that people are looking for the next one of him this year. Who's this year's Elijah Mitchell? Drafting Tyrion Davis Price not so great. They have drafted Sermon last year higher than Elijah Mitchell. Jeff Wilson, cell window might probably close that two-week 
one you've discussed previously, but Elijah Mitchell dealing with a little injury thing that's been keeping him out. He could be just the same old, same old. Obviously, Debo there, that has to ding Elijah a little, but we're at the point in the draft where there might be wide receivers that are a little better than the running backs, but if you can lock in a running back, it helps where the running backs that are worth a little bit less might be better to have on your team than the wide receivers that are worth slightly more, knowing more wide receivers are coming. More wide receivers. All right, I think that takes us to Noble. Yeah, more wide receivers to see a couple on the board here. Except for this guy. We kind of mentioned that Papa picked Jamison next. I had a very interesting conversation about Singletary with mm-hmm. Iowa the other day and how he's just not that good. So... <laughs> debating whether to pick him. It was like running backs were getting real thin and I was leaning Singletary and he just didn't give me the information I needed to hear about Singletary and it resulted in he's just not that good. So (laughs) um, I'm hoping for the next big thing in Buffalo and that would be the other cook, James Cook. So I went with running back James Cook in this position, hoping that he is better than Singletary, which sounds like doesn't have big shoes to fill there. You came to me asking (laughs) what you were saying there as far as Singletary (laughs) not hearing what you wanted to hear. You came to asking, why is it that he only played less than half the snaps in this? Yes stretch of games in the middle of the season. Yes. And what I sent back to you was the similar screenshot of Zach Moss's snaps percentage. Zach Moss, yes. It's because when he was splitting with someone else, he didn't score over 12.9 points. Right. So, James Cook, your selection here. I mean, like, it seems like Singletary veteran established being rest preseason looks like the starter now. But we've seen it previously where someone as lowly valued right now as Zach Moss was the reason Singletary wasn't relevant. How valuable is Singletary? There's definitely some question marks where it's just like, I could see it being if James Cook's flashes, it becomes Devin without a single carry. <laughs> single scary. <laughs> I mean, they keep throwing early round capital at running backs trying to get something going, and Singletary looked okay last year, but then what do they do again? They do the same thing with Cook. They get him with decent capital, and theoretically, anybody at this point can go ahead and take over in Buffalo. I, I actually, for the record, I ended up going with Chase Edmonds. <laughs> For that pick um, instead of single scary. I don't know. Arguably. That's also scary. Yeah, it's a scary range. I know. I Listen, a slim pickings. Slim pickings. Mm-hmm. I hated that pick. I hated my options. I was like, can I defer? <laughs> that, that's wide receiver range right there. There was not really a wide receiver that stuck out either. It, it's a 32 person league, so it gets thin fast. But anyway, James Cook was my pick. Moving right along to Henry, there may be less than Pachicho. There may be a concert going on in Henry's apartment right now. Yeah, pick 24 here might have to be the last one of the podcast um, for the time being. Mm. Gonna close it out with my personal favorite wide receiver at value in the rookie drafts currently, Christian Watson of the Green Bay Packers. Pick 34 overall. Thought he could be a first round pick. Falls slightly out of there. Uh, was the first wide receiver taken for the Packers who were in desperate need to replace Devon. Adams. I think he could do that. He has had some preseason uh, health concerns. Haven't seen a ton of them. Have seen uh, Romeo Dubs flash in his absence. Flash for a guy that slow? Yeah. Um, flash yeah. might be the wrong word. Snail in his yeah. absence. <laughs> I 
still like the potential of Watson with his actual flash potential and his huge frame. I'm with you on Watson. I, I love Watson's potential to be the wide receiver one in Green Bay, and the only thing that has dinged him at all at this point in the offseason is that he has been injured. And for that, he has been tanking drastically in startups and drafts and trade value. Worth less than a backup running back on the Chiefs drafted in the late rounds at this point, according to some. I love the pick there and at value. Me too. <laughs> Christian Watson is falling basically because sight unseen. Where it's like, I haven't seen a highlight that I like from Christian Watson, therefore I like this other rookie who I did see a highlight for. I don't really know what he's done to deserve falling, but he has fallen for whatever reason. But not in all eyes. Um, in leagues where I have too many players, I sold Christian Watson for a first on two different occasions this week and then a third time in a package just for a 23 first straight trying to clear space. There's so little you can knock on his profile other than the fact that it wasn't at any kind of a conference that matters. As long as you ignore that, like everything else looks great. As far as his uh, athletic measurables, he's on a team and he's linked up with a Hall of Fame quarterback. What more can you ask for? Well, Rogers complaining. Probably not about the guy on Pup because, you know, it's hard to make somebody mad while you're physically unable to perform. But whatever it is there, Christian Watson might have a chance to be, well, I didn't mess up Daddy Rogers, you know. <laughs> Will you love me the best? I think I'm most excited to see what happens in Green Bay of all the teams this year. The mystery and the intrigue. And of course, everybody loves to be like, Aaron Rodgers hates to throw to rookies. But he's always had Devontae Adams. So why is he throwing to a rookie when he has Adams to throw to? So I think it's going to be really, really interesting to see what exactly transpires on Green Bay. The cream will rise to the top. Who is the cream of the crop? Ooh, that rhymed. Guys, I'm so good. <laughs> oh, dang. Noble rapping. Oh, yeah, that was a rap or a rhyme, however you want to do it. <laughs> of course, Henry would go with Watson because he freaking loves Green Bay. Huge Green Bay Packers fan. <laughs> so with that... I think that's a wrap. I think it's karaoke time. It's definitely time. I think it is. To sing Total Eclipse of the Heart. Yes. <laughs> but that will have to wait for another time because we've already taken up enough time on this pod. So we're going to end with Christian Watson. We will continue. Yes? Sure. Yes, Nick? We will be back next week or within 10 days or so. I know. This is interesting because... We don't usually hear comparisons on rookies and sophomores in the same draft. It's usually rookies and then everybody. So I'm I'm actually learning a lot as I'm doing this, which is great. So we hope you have enjoyed this episode of Rank Draft Trade, learning about rookies and sophomores. As always, you can find me on Twitter at NobleG underscore FF and on Sleeper at NobleG711 or Knobleg711 because capital letters matter. Henry, Mr. Superman, Mr. Karaoke. <laughs> yeah, you can find me at Clairvoyance FF on Twitter or on the little robot app, Clairvoyance. Or you can find me at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings on Boneless Thursdays. <laughs> or in the club, <laughs> like he's 50 Cent. Or in the club. Yeah, singing Total Eclipse <laughs> of <Yes>. the Heart. <laughs> Henry, I was really hoping you would do a total eclipse of the heart. Just mm. I have absolutely little... no idea what that what? is. Turn, turn around. <laughs> 
turn around. Every now and then I get a little bit closer. And you're never and you're never coming around. Do they let you do rap at karaoke? A total eclipse of the heart. Can you bring your own beats? Can you please bring us into the other room and FaceTime this? Hey guys, Wait, so you're gonna you're gonna meet your roommate for the first time while they're doing karaoke? And we can't be there? Right? <laughs> <laughs> like somehow Henry's that's like, I hate you all. <laughs> I'm out. Mike, Mr. Papa Bear, they like to call him Big Papa. Where are they finding you? You can find me at Papa Bear Claw on the sleeper app and underscore Papa Bear Claw on the little uh, Twitter app. That's actually pretty big, even though some crazy guy tried to buy it. I feel like you need to change your screen name to Big Papa. Nah, I'm going to be Small Papa eventually. <laughs> we'll get there. Small yeah. Papa. And, of course, our favorite Iowa fan, Nick James. Where can they find you and this amazing podcast? You can find me at Iowa in the NFL, and you can find all of us through your radio airwaves on pretty much any podcast service. If there's one that you can't get it on, that you want it on, let me know, and I could try to make that happen. Find the podcast on Twitter at Rank Draft Trade and on the website at www.rankdrafttrade.com. As always, we thank you all for listening and tuning in week after week. Your support is priceless. A big thank you from all of us here at Rank Draft Trade. And of course, as always, we hope we made all of your fantasy dreams come true. Peace out. Rank Draft Trade. (laughs) Have a good night.